Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you together? go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, Australia's look. No. 3CR's look at uh, the Australian film industry. And on the line, we've got Michelle Meyer. Hello, Michelle. How are you? Hello. Great to be here. Yes, that's right. And the reason for why we're talking to Michelle is because Michelle has made a very interesting feature documentary called Quest to Heal Beyond the Physical. Your filmmaking experience goes uh, goes quite a long way, doesn't it? You've been uh, involved in making films for quite a long time. I have, yes, and mostly um, films about dance and now dance and spirituality. Yeah, but initially I've made quite a few documentaries about dance. Um, The major one I made, uh, which was before this film, was called Dances of Ecstasy, where I travelled all over the world exploring how different cultures connect with the spiritual dimension through dance. Yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it, because... uh, the uh, whole process of uh, healing, uh, physical as well as mental healing, has got a very strong uh, phys- uh, 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 dimension that, say, dancing would have actually alerted you to. Definitely, yes, it does. And actually, um, over the course of the years after my filmmaking of dance, I'm also a dance facilitator now. And I, I lead a dance meditation because dance is a wonderful way to connect with that part of us that is connected to everything. Well, it's quite, you, you started off making film clips, didn't you? Yeah, music videos, yeah. Again, uh, music videos were a very visual and poetic way to express ideas, and I guess my filmmaking style is, yeah, quite sensory, quite poetic, and I'm very interested in evoking things and taking people on a journey into an experience, so... While it's narrative, my filmmaking style yeah, is quite poetic and evocative. And, of course, this is where the quest to heal beyond the physical, this is a perfect subject matter for you. Yes, I think after I'd finished Dances of Ecstasy, I was looking for another film to make and I had a friend, a close friend, who had advanced cancer And she decided to go to see this spiritual healer called John of God, who is in Brazil. And a couple of days before she left, I had a look at a video of his work. And I was really taken by it. There was something very powerful from the images. It was very unusual. He was doing very strange things. 
And I thought, wow, this could be an amazing experience to go and document her journey. So that's how I started to make the film. I just got a camera and I hopped on a plane and, yeah, went on a, a quite an adventure for myself as a filmmaker too because normally you have an idea and you research it and you write a script and you raise the money, whereas this uh, way of making this film was quite the opposite. I've never quite done anything like this before and I ended up, it took me about 10 years to finish it and I went back to Brazil many times and I filmed other people as well. So it's been quite an amazing journey getting this film finished. That's so what, I'm yeah. just, I, I was wondering mm. about that because, uh, I mean, I was watching it and I was thinking because it, it's quite a remarkable place in a sense because uh, his uh, facility in this town in Brazil uh, attracts a whole range of people who are going there not just for physical ailments but also spiritual uh, uh, release really. Yes, yes, that, that's true. And I think that's one of the things that the film is about is it's really exploring different ways of healing beyond the Western medical model, which is so much focus in our culture has been on uh, the physical body. And when you go to places where spirituality is important, the spiritual side of us is also very important and part of our healing process. And that's what really the film delves into is how healing is actually about all the mind, body and spirit and that healing that part of us inside is a very strong component in healing and that's that's some of the issues that are raised in the film and that healing can come from inside of us. And, yeah, I mean, John of God is a very controversial figure. He's many people... Uh, yeah, he's just very controversial, very strange what he does in terms of certain physical operations and... But what is really discovered in the journey of the characters, what they find is how healing starts from inside. And I think that's why I'm really passionate about the message, because it actually empowers people to explore how they can help themselves. And when you uh, work on other things, not just physical things, what's behind some of your ailments or even emotional situations, what you're holding in your physical body um, through your emotions, through your beliefs that can really influence if you sort of shift your beliefs and kind of heal or express some of the things that are inside your cells can really have a, an impact on your physical well-being as well. Now, you've uh, before we go on to some of the other elements within the film, uh, like you said, this is the first time you've made a film in this way, in a funny kind of a way, what uh, the person who's got an illness and who's gone to see John of God is doing is relinquishing a whole range of uh, uh, cynical belief. <laughs> uh, you also had to relinquish a whole range of things by deciding to make the film in this much more carefree manner, right? Well, yeah, in a way, I did. Yes, I, I trusted. Yes, I'm, look, it was. Uh, I certainly wouldn't recommend making a film in this <laughs> way because it's extremely difficult <laughs> uh, in terms of financially and just organization. It's really much better to know exactly what you're doing, I think. But um, yeah, I definitely went on an amazing journey myself making it, making the film and discovering things myself because a lot of the time um, I wasn't allowed to film. You know, I was wondering about that. To get permission, yeah. like when I arrived um, at this very, at this healing center where there were, you know, thousands of people really gathering there. 
in this little simple village, um, it really took me a while to get permission. So while I was waiting to get permission, I actually participated. <laughs> so, and the primary primary treatment there is is through meditation, really. Meditation is, is what most people are doing. And in this very powerful energy field that is generated by, well, what they believe John of God actually heals through spirits who come through him. And whether you believe that or not, um, whether that's your belief system, most people who are there can feel something. There is something uh, very powerful there. And, and many people say that it's a portal between this world and the spiritual world and, and like other places on earth, like Lourdes or uh, yeah, just other centers around the world that people say that's why people are going there and so many people are going there. It's not even, as you said, to heal physical things, but to it's get a very strong connection with the spirit. And I certainly did experience that in, in a new way myself as well. Well, you uh, have a very interesting array of people who have uh, made this journey, and some of them are entirely unimpressed, but uh, 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 in the sense that they don't uh, have any belief structure, but they are pretty impressed by results. Yes, look, it's it's like everything. There's a range of different experiences, and one of the other characters I follow, Fred Porter, who... Um, is living with HIV. He he was very interesting because he has been living with HIV for many many years, and you know very into the Western medical model. And he's and a very interesting he, fellow in, in himself. He's a likable yeah, person. He's oh that's good. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a likable person. <laughs> and he really wanted to try something different. He was a friend of mine. He's a friend of mine as well, and he wanted to try a different process. And when he arrived there. He really, I guess, sort of entered into that more spiritual world. You know, he was sitting in, it's, it's a very beautiful place where nature is also a very important part of the healing process because people go there and they slow down. <laughs> they, they actually slow down and let go, um, yeah, pretty much let go of the things that they're doing. And he, he got into prayer, he got into the meditation, and it totally changed his life. I mean, he's still extremely in a very different space, having had that experience. And what he was saying is that, yeah, it's very much for him, very much about incorporating the medical model as well as a spiritual dimension. Uh, he sounded very much. The, yeah, sorry. He sounded sorry. He um, sounded very much like he needed to kickstart himself out of a downward spiral of darkness. Yes, exactly, of depression and, and thoughts, yeah, yeah. Because he was a very strong sort of character. It's an, and that was one of the messages in the film, which was very interesting, because it's not about trying to define defy death, is it? No, it's not about defying death. It's actually about the message that I discovered there was that, it, yeah, it's about healing from inside, and which doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to die, but healing from the inside. I mean, the belief system there is that, you know, the spirit is what's most important, that we are just here in the physical body. It's a temporary situation. And what's important is our spiritual life. And, you know, we come back many times and that what's important is to, yeah, heal those things that are inside of us. Because if you don't heal them in this lifetime, they're just going to keep coming back in the next lifetime. And so, yeah, finding peace is the most important thing. And, I mean, people, what I found there too is that people were going with mental situations, 
people suffering from grief, from loss, from a difficult divorce. And so they were emotionally having in crisis. And that again, and I think the, what, what we discover there is that their primary teaching is very similar to what is in many spiritual traditions, which is that healing starts from forgiving yourself, forgiving others, and opening up to self-love. So healing from the heart and, and working with love as a healing tool is really the teaching there, which I think is incredibly valuable for everybody. And I think that's where most people are resonating with the film. Not so much about John of God and his what he's doing. And he, and he never says that he's a guru or he's only a, a vessel. So as I said, you don't have to believe in what he's actually doing or you don't even have to have the belief system that there are spirits there to be helped. And I think that's why so many people are going there. You've got a screening of uh, Quest to Heal Beyond the Physical coming up here, uh, haven't you? Yes, um, we've, uh, I'm just on a premiere screening tour and we've done Sydney and Byron. We've had two sellout screenings in each city. And yeah, next week, Wednesday night, we're going to be at the Classic Cinema. And I'm looking forward to that because that's where Leah is from and that's where I began the film. So it's like bringing the film home. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the uh, very compelling story about Leah, your friend, who uh, yes, yeah, it's a it's a, a very sweet but uh, uh, respectful uh, remembrance for her and her family. Yes, it is. Yeah. Thanks for talking me to me today. All right, thanks, honey. And also, the film's going to be out on DVD and uh, video on demand from November the. November the 8th, and also there's, um, I'm editing a half an hour version of the film for Compass, which is going to air on the 21st of October. Oh, wow. And if that's people really want to find out yeah. more, um, they can check out my website, a quest to heal movie.com. Thanks very much, Michelle. Thanks a lot, Annie. 3CR is actively advocating for equality in the lead-up to the National Postal Survey on same-sex marriage. As such, we will not give airtime to the No campaign on the basis that it is prejudiced, homophobic and harmful to LGBTIQ people and our families. Our community may hold different views on marriage as an institution, yet we agree this postal survey is a political stunt designed to appease prejudiced and homophobic views. 3CR will continue to advocate for equality in all areas. At this particular time in our political climate, we need to ensure that our members, friends and colleagues know that 3CR is a safe space for all our community. Hello? Listen, I had a great idea. Male chauvinist pig versus hairy leg feminist. You're still a feminist, right? I'm a tennis player who happens to be a woman. The battle you've all been waiting to see. The battle of the sexes. You want to see it, right? Then get along and support 3CR at the Palace Withcast Cinemas, 89 High Street, Northcote, on Thursday, October 5th, from 6.30pm. For a screening of Battle of the Sexes. You're offering the men's winner eight times what you're offering the women's winner. The men are simply more exciting to watch. It's just biology. 
the story of the infamous tennis match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. Tickets are $25 and $20 concession. You can purchase online at 3cr.org.au, direct from the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, or by phoning 9419 8377 during business hours. All funds raised go to keeping 3CR on air. Battle of the Sexes screening, Thursday, October the 5th from 6.30pm. Does she have the nerve? Call Bobby. Tom, it's on. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. You're on Showreel with Annie and we're talking Australian film. We were just talking to Michelle Meyer who has just uh, is on a, a, a tour with her film uh, Quest to Heal Beyond the Physical. If you're interested in going to see it, it's on on Wednesday the 4th of October and it's going to be at the Classic. So look up the Classic and uh, get your tickets and go along and check it out because it's a quite an interesting film, I have to say. The other thing we have on the menu today at Show Showreel is uh, a chat I had with Karen Holden, who's the writer, director and producer of a film called Blue. Now, Blue is all about uh, what's going on in the environment and what you can do to help so uh, let's have a word with uh, Karen. Can you give me an idea of uh, how you got so involved in uh, the issues that are portrayed in Blue? So I, uh, I basically started my studies as a scientist and worked as a conservationist for a while, conservation biologist. And I became a filmmaker um, 20 years ago and started making natural history films. But part of my frustration was in seeing that, um, you know, the way that broadcast television wants us to tell stories about nature is very much as this place of a pristine Eden and um, knowing that we were often leaving huge parts of the story um, off the table, you know, the, the impetus for me was being able to tell a story that had some honesty about what's actually really happening with the state of our oceans and knowing that there is urgent issues that we need to address. Yeah, because you're the director, writer and the producer of this, so you've actually taken a very lead role in controlling this story, isn't it? So Yeah, very much driven it from the very beginning. Yeah, it's quite extraordinary. I know there was an earlier film, not by you, but a, a film that touches on exactly the same kind of ideas, Plastic Oceans, and uh, you actually use some of the same sort of uh, stories that are quite clear, you can't escape, that the ocean is actually being highly polluted by uh, plastics. Yes, so um, that was a film that we we kind of had heard about after we'd already started our journey, but we kind of set out with this mission to try to interconnect the issues and to tell the story of the whole of the ocean and not just take one singular issue. Because at the end of the day, the, the reason that we're seeing the declines is because of these, these multiple stress, stresses that are happening. So it's, it's 
you know, while plastic pollution is, is something incredibly challenging for marine life, we also are seeing um, habitat destruction and water quality changes and, and obviously, you know, temperature acidification. Um, and, and if we just think of one thing that we're doing, you know, maybe we're missing the big picture and that is, you know, if we continue to just um, take the ocean for granted and just think that it has enough resilience to deal with the things that we throw at it, then, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to come through this well at all. So part of writing it, you, you actually attach the story or the things that are going on to various uh, echo champions, really, aren't they? Yeah, so each sort of chapter of the film has a, an ocean guardian, somebody who's actively involved in, uh, in a particular issue. And so they are um, the witness to the change that's happening and we journey with them as they take us into a place where we can see and experience firsthand the changes that are happening in the, in the ocean and around. It's interesting, isn't it, because it, it can be so overwhelming uh, this destructive force that in order to be able to be effective, you have to get across not just the destruction but the potential for change, don't you? Yeah, and I guess that in some ways there's there's a leadership role taken with our ocean guardians. You know, with them we feel safe. We know they're doing something. They're, they're taking us to a place and, and, you know, we kind of come along in their slipstream and we, we see something but we also hear them speak about you know, the changes that they know can be possible. Um, and so in some way, you know, we, we, we're taken on their journey and we're, we're travelling towards a place where we too can become involved and become active because ultimately the people who are in the film, they're not people who have, you know, huge organisations behind them or lots of funding or they're not an instrument of um, some, you know, particular... Um, you know, they're, they're people who speak out because they personally have that um, independent voice and believe it themselves. How long did it take you to make this film? I've been working for the last two years on the film and I would say a lot of it has been, you know, the, that kind of mind-churning um, that happens at the very beginning to make sure that with the funding that we had to um, be in the field, obviously filming in the ocean can be incredibly expensive and so making sure that when we actually did get into the field we found um, stories that were you know very targeted that we we knew we could be somewhere in the right place with the right person to tell that story so it it was um, two years in the making but it was only 36 days in shooting oh wow so you've got a scientific background you must have plotted quite carefully what you were targeting when you were writing the shape of this the film right Absolutely. So, um, for example, when we wanted to tell the story of plastic, I knew that, you know, the, the best way to tell that was through the work of Jennifer Lavers, who um, is is uh, doing work on Lord Howe Island, where the, the, there's an incredible um, species of bird that shows what plastic means once it's in the ecosystem. And we knew that for 10 days um, that she does her work. So, we knew we had to be there at the peak of that particular work. Um, and, you know, likewise with all of our other stories, it was finding those individuals and being with them at a time that mattered to tell the story. That's very interesting. Did each of these people have been uh, 
uh, proselytizing, uh, getting trying to get their message out. So they've obviously made a dent. And then you've been able to actually gather together those stories? Yeah, I guess I was looking for a common thread in them and that was that they were relatable, that they they were fresh, that they were um, outspoken. Affecting, really, emotional. And that, yeah, and that, you know, in some ways, um, you know, maybe it's just me, but I just feel like they reflect the best part of ourselves because they're people who are actually going out and doing something and speaking up and, you know, they're not waiting for the system to agree with them. And, you know, they these people um, who feature in the film, um, you know, they, they have a, a certain approach. You know, they, they're likeable, they're, they're passionate, they're enthusiastic and, and they're also realists. Uh, you know, they're not... Um, I, I don't think any of them are dreamers. I think that, you know, they, they have their heads screwed on um, and they speak it like they see it. So going all the way through to Valerie Taylor, who at the age of 82 years has done this for six decades, speaking out on what's happening with oceans and the importance of marine protection. And I think that the young cast of characters who appear in the film, they all follow in her footsteps in being that person. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Uh, the uh, funding, where did you get the funding from? Was it personal funding or crowdsourcing or did you get any other sort of support? So making, um, making films in general is incredibly hard. It's not always the good stories that get made or not even the most important stories. But this was an incredible opportunity for me to get some funding through Good Pitch Australia, which brings together philanthropists um, who want to assist in the telling of difficult stories that aren't always picked up for television, that, we, that they know that... Um, there's a, a, a hunger for this type of storytelling, but it also gives the filmmaker an independent voice in the way that they're able to tell their stories. So um, Good Pitch was um, able to help me raise finances and I was able to have the editorial control on the story that I wanted to tell. How's the fil- film travelling? So we um, first screened the film at the General Assembly of the United Nations in New York in June, which was an amazing opening moment for the film. Um, and since then, we've had it in um, film festivals within um, at Sydney, at Melbourne and Brisbane. We open in cinemas nationally October 12th. And in the same week of October 12th, we also um, have our international premieres at Vancouver International and Warsaw International. And it kind of is rolling on from there. So it's... Um, the, the wave is happening, for sure. Yeah, so is it, is it positive responses? Well, look, so far, I mean, people are very kind. I think that they feel like it's a, a voice that hasn't been heard and so people have been incredibly supportive. And I think that people really also appreciate the gentleness of which the story is told and, and the beauty and the poetry within the, the film itself. Are you going off to those festivals? I wish, but I'm supporting mm-hmm. my hometowns. <laughs> I'm supporting <laughs> its launch here in Australia. Um, I know that the journey for the film will be it will be long because it's also associated with our Ocean Guardian campaign, which is rolling out through the world. And we have people signing up through our website to become Ocean Guardians and take pledges towards ocean protection. And we've had people from all over the world signing up for that. And the film's barely even been released. So that's incredibly encouraging. Can you give us the uh, website? The contact uh, point? Yeah, sure. It's bluethefilm.org. Thanks very much for talking to me. Hi, my name is Rolf de Heer. I don't live in Melbourne. I live across the water in Tasmania. But if I did live in Melbourne, my number one radio station would be 3CR. 
because it's about community, and community matters. Yes, it does. We've come to the end of the show. Showreel has finished, and we have to thank Michelle Meyer and uh, Karen Holden, Holden for talking to us today. Blue is showing at Nova, and uh, of course, if you want to catch Quest to Heal Beyond the Physical, you can go down on Wednesday night to the Classic. Coming up next is Published or Not. I'm going to go out with uh, a person I love to listen to, Mia Dyson, Sweet Struggle. been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.